Okay, everybody, welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and we've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's up, y'all? Okay, guys, so uh, today we've got some stuff uh, to chat with you guys about, um, and uh, it's football. <laughs> um, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, eh? But, uh, yeah, man, we've got, like, some some wicked games this weekend. Uh, we've got Manchester United who beats Leeds 6-2. If you didn't know, spoiler alert, uh, Liverpool beat... Um, Crystal Palace seven nothing, and now we have uh, uh, what they call it. Chelsea also winning their game this weekend. Uh, I mean today, uh, three nothing against West Ham. So very very cool results. Um, but we're gonna start off with Manchester United. Did you get a chance to watch this game, bro? Uh, I was. I think I watched it at. Uh, what was it the? Started watching at the twenty something minute where Manu was absolutely up three zero. I was yeah. like, what? Duh. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it seems like it seems like you guys are clicking a little bit. I mean, like Leeds still made a lot of mistakes, right? And uh but it looks like a positive result for you guys going forward. It seems like the consistency is coming in and uh you guys are slowly just building up again and you still you still have a game in hand, one more win, you guys go second. So yeah, man. Like you know, the the game was good, man. The game the game was really really good. I was I just woke up uh, and then turned on the uh, the thing on my phone because I was just too lazy to go up and watch it on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. But turn it up on my phone and uh, right away, Scott McTominay's goal, boom. You know, and I, I was on the bed. I was like, yes, you know. Yeah. Um, Gabby, Gabby was just on the other side, kind of like, what the heck? And, um, and I turned around. I turned around. I gave her a kiss, and I was like, yes, man. You know, we we are scoring. We're leading. You know, this, yeah. honestly, from the start, this game gave me. I was nervous, right? Because Leeds team, you have to put them out. They're like, uh, they're like a zombie. They just keep going. Just keep coming at you. You have to put them out. Uh-huh. Um. And prior to the game, <clears throat> Piesla was saying things like, yeah, I've been observing them. Like, you know, this is the way they play, you know? Like, it was just – he sounded like he had the master game plan. And like Spygate. I'm sorry? <laughs> like Spygate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he sounded he's like, we've been observing them and we know what's up. And the way he sounded, sounded that he had this game, like, with the perfect plan, right? Yeah. So – Coming to it, I didn't expect I didn't expect too too much different from United. Yeah. Um I expected us to be a little bit uh um you know to sit back and counter. Mm-hmm. But you would have thought that that was how Ole was approaching this game, right? Because Leeds, in my opinion, once again, like Biasa was scaring me, but I I thought that maybe Biasa would come up with much more than he did. Um mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more direct against this United team. Yeah, and I just I didn't expect him to start trying to you know dilla, dibble and dally with the ball in his own half with his own guys, yeah. but right off the blocks, United surprised everybody. United pushed the pressure on them, and we just right away put the pressure on, won the ball, boom, go, and then we're like, what? I, when I saw that, I was like, wow, you could United pushing high and pressing them a little bit higher than not, not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into then the second goal, same thing again. Like you just press again, win the ball early, boom, 
you know, get an opportunity to go. So I, in the first half right away, with 2 nothing, Leeds already had the mountain to climb, and you were thinking, okay, this is it, man. Like, you guys, shut up, shop, park the bus, throw away the keys. Nope. Somehow, boom, third, fourth. So we just started we, – we, uh, we, we just got in front of them. We picked them apart um, with the opportunities we had, and we were converting everything. Everything we're converting. So there's a lot of things that when I look at this game that I, I, I saw, and I was just like, Leeds, like BSL. Like I thought BSL was going to come up with something, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But at the end of the day, I, I was like, well, no matter what he comes up, I know BSL. I, I like BSL as a coach. I actually have said this before. I would love to spend spend some time on his coaching staff and just see how they run their sessions. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just so high level, right? Mm-hmm. But they were so naive. And it's just like, bro, like if you're playing against United, there's two things you either do. It's either you press United high or you sit back against United. And yeah. I think one thing, the one thing you don't do is lose the ball in your own zones um, against United players. You just don't do that. I mean, you don't do that against anybody because if you do that against anybody, um, you're going to be uh, uh, paying the price. Mm-hmm. But against United, it's just one of those teams that you just don't mess around the ball. Like this team, we are not. We're not a very. Um, we're we're tech- we, we we can play technical when we want to, but we we try not to play that. We're very um, uh, absorb and counter kind of team. We don't like to do too much. We, we 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 hang too much with the ball. We don't play a lot of one twos as much as we should, and mm-hmm. as much as I think we're capable of. Um, but man, Biesla just his strategy and his idea is just like man, like I get it, and they doubled down. Like even in the they kept going for it all throughout the game. They kept going for it, kept going for it, and even at that, I was just like, bro, I, if I were you guys, I would take the four one. And just say we live to fight another day. But Biesla is a coach that's like, nah, man. We play our style. We play our system. It's gonna be gung ho. I don't care about the defense right now. Let me go try to get a goal. So mm-hmm. um, he kept doing that, and uh, it ended up, you know, burning him. And I give him a lot of respect for sticking by his guns. But I just said it was naive. And this is something. This is something I really want to talk about for Lee's on their team. Like I, I mentioned this earlier this season. Everybody kept saying Leeds are going to be the top half team. Will they end up being a top half team at the end of this season? Most likely. But with the way they played, I was like, man, I, I saw this against Liverpool where Liverpool just opened them up because they just would not refuse to stay tight at the back. Right. Um, and I saw this against Liverpool and I'm just saying, look, against United, um, if you're going to be going out gong ho, United would just pick you apart, find space behind you know, and I guess other teams in the Premier League, they would do the exact same thing. They would just sit back, pick you apart, and run find space behind. And I think that's that's something they need to watch out for because if they're considering this a many this many amount of goals, like I think thirty goals now, um, so far this season, highest amount of goals conceded. Man, I don't think this team. I, I said they're not going to be a top half team. As I said, the season is still long and it could still change, but they're proving every bit. As a, as a team that does not look like a top half team this season, so um, something for a lot of people to watch out for. Uh, but anyway, on the United side, Oli man, like this is the key thing with Oli. Every as you said earlier, you said this team is is building up form, right? 
They're, mm-hmm. they're looking like a team. But let's be realistic here. We played against Sheffield, right? Yeah. We beat Sheffield 3-2, mm-hmm. right? Now we're playing against Leeds. That plays the style that we want everybody to play against us. We wish every team would do this. If if you guys, Chelsea, had done this against United, whew, we'll be running raggedy, uh, you know, you guys' back line, right? Mm-hmm. If Arsenal did this against United, would have been running raggedy against the back line. If che- um, uh, Crystal Palace had done this against United, we would have done the same thing we're doing right now to Leeds, we would have done the exact same thing to them. Mm-hmm. If you give us space behind guess what? We are going to be running you ragged. And only um, uh, only in the last game surprised everybody by pushing the team up a little bit. He changed the tactics a little bit, pushed them up. Um, But I think that, you know, against Sheffield, trying that, they they tried to press us from zone three and zone two, I think. And Mm -hmm. then against Leeds, who tried to move the ball from the back and were messing around with their football and their dinner, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to do this against all these teams, they will, we will punish you. Now, if we go over to the next games that United are going to be uh, setting up against, we're going to be setting up against um, Wolves. <laughs> Wolves don't give you space, man. They, 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 yeah, Nuno Espirito Santo has always said this, you know, um, it's like Coca-Cola. I'm, I'm not changing it. Sit back, counter. That's what he does. So you're, you're most likely going to get a boring game. And that Wolves game is going to come after, the game against who? Leicester. Mm-hmm. Leicester, that's the main thing they do. You know, Jimmy Vardy and inshallah, you know what I mean? They they would just sit back, you know, they will sit back and then they throw the ball to Jamie. They also have players who are back now. They've got uh, Ndidi, he's back. Mm-hmm. Madison, he's back. Yeah. Then you add Vardy on top. You also have some of the most paciest pace merchants, man. You know, um, um, is it, um, what's the guy on the wings, that young kid? Yeah, that they've got. And then they've also got um, Genki Sunder. I don't know if it's Harry Barnes. Is it Harry Barnes? I don't know. Uh, or Harvey Ban- Barnes. Um, and then they also, let me double check that. And then they also got uh, Genki Sunder, who is um, on another level, man. You know, so... Uh-huh. Even Ayose Perez, too. They've got boys who are just like, you know what, we'll play We'll play y'all at your own game and, you know, we could beat y'all to it. And Brendan Rodgers, He's also a coach that can play sexy football, but he's also a coach that can play some of the biggest thinker of games. You watch the Tottenham game this weekend. This guy just kicks back and says, oh, Tottenham wants to counter us? Well, guess what, bro? We love doing that too. So that's who's going to do it better, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, man, United need to... um, uh, yeah, we need to be. We need to. Leicester is going to be the real test this coming week. Um, yeah. Honestly, all this stuff Ole has done leading up to this moment. I, I've always said it's crazy that this team is even close to. People are saying we may even be in a title race. And on, as much as I would love us being in title title race, I don't think we're going to win it. But it's crazy how much this team now is. Uh, in the top three, ridiculous. And I guess Lester, if we get the win, whew, you, you know people are gonna be like hyping this team up for like a you know top of the table clash. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're able to pull that off against Leicester, pull a mm-hmm. result against Wolves, my mm-hmm. goodness, the game has changed. Oli has changed a lot of things. He's he's really turned things around this season. Yeah. Um, but I don't that's trust gonna, any of it. That's gonna be that's gonna be really. 
really, really interesting to going into that game against Liverpool on, on the 17th. Yeah, if we take about yeah, yeah, if we take about business now, absolutely. But I don't trust this team. I don't trust you see this tactic that he used against Leeds. I think he should use this exact same tactics, push push high on on teams yeah. because we have we have the energy, you know. I, you know, I've always said the diamond is our best formation, but Ole kind of like, you know what? I think I can get away with my 4-2-3-1. He had James on the side. James, when people saw James on the side, they were like, oh, man, James. Hell no, not James. But he had him, Daniel James, on the side, and Daniel James played very well. He had Scott McTominay, where everybody would say, play Van der Beek instead. And Scott McTominay played phenomenal. So, unfortunately, he got walked away with an injury. But the key thing is, if Ole can find a, a way to get us going against um, uh, Leicester, uh, mm-hmm. man, the game has changed, man. Then all of a sudden, we could be in a tighter race. But as I keep saying, I don't trust this United team, man. We played against Sheffield. We played against Leeds. If it's against Leicester, if it's against Wolves, that those guys don't those guys don't play your game. Yeah. They play their own type. They force you to play their own type of game. Yeah. And they just want to hit you on a break, right? Mm-hmm. So that's true. It's very true. But, but, yeah, but a positive result, you know. Positive result. You guys take that to the next game and see what happens. Yeah. Right? yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Like it's 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 gonna be an interesting season. I want us to be in a title. I want us to be in a title race, man. I really do. I you really can give me I, I see what? I seen Danny James score. <laughs> Yeah, I know he scored. Yeah, you know, if if uh, if Ole, if Ole can get us into the title race, I'm I'm, I'm all for it, man. I I want to see that. You know, what I mean, yeah. I still don't think I still don't think it's enough to keep him in the job for long term or for him to get a new contract. Mm-hmm. But at least it's an opportunity for him to extend his opportunity to coach this United team and coach this team to where he wants us to go to. Um, so it's it's up to him. It's up to Ole now. Ole needs to deliver the goods. We're waiting for the guy to to do what he needs to do. And I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. I, I give him all the credit. You know, anytime I always say this, anytime United win, it's on Ole. Anytime yeah. United lose, it's on Ole. I know people say, Oh, you know, it's on the players. I don't care what people say. Oh, the manager takes the you know, the team takes the win, right? Mm-hmm. And the team and the manager takes the loss. But for Ole, I give him a different type of respect and I give him a different type of leeway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, for you, depend because of how bad this United team has been over years, the last seven years since uh Alex Ferguson retired. For Ole, I give him all the credit when we win because it's like he, there's so much he's done right. But it's only there's also so much that he keeps doing that is wrong that hurts and hampers his capability of success. So, anyway, I I, I give him all the kudos, man. He deserves it. All right, bro. We're gonna jump over to you guys, Chelsea. <laughs> Three nothing. Oh boy, we have problems, yo. How do you guys have problems? You guys won the game three nothing. Mm-hmm. That was such a good. I watched it. It was a masterclass in performance. Like. Everybody moved well. I saw, um, you know, Werner, Abraham, and uh, what's his face, Pulisic, uh, working quite well on the front three. Yeah. Um, and, then this, and then the supporting cast in Kante, Mount, and I can't remember who, Jorginho, uh, was also good too as well. And albeit, you guys were playing 
uh, with two holding midfielders, you guys still managed to, um, you know, perform. Like, uh, Kante and uh, Jorginho rotated very well, sharing responsibilities between eight and six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I saw a lot of good things. And West Ham's counterattack, except for one moment where Kante slipped, um, you guys didn't look like you were in any trouble. So what is the problems? <laughs> Um, maybe maybe because of Chilwell got injured, but what is the what is the issue? Well, Chilwell is injured. Reese James is injured. Um, Reese James, they are saying he might need knee surgery. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, Emerson came to play, and I love I love the fact that Emerson played, and Emerson played really well, right? But the thing though is, you could still see like the inexperience from Lampard, right? You know, like, I mean, like, he's learning on the job, right? It's 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 evident that he's learning on the job. But the thing is, like, the some of these changes that he's making, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you had you had Jorginho there. Jorginho was doing good, but you took the brought cover. And, and then you took Pulisic out and you brought in, uh, who was it, Havertz. Right, he should have he should have switched that he should have switched that formation. If you want to play Havertz and you want to play him into form, play him at his right position. Right, um, the you could tell like while we were watching this game, it looked like West Ham was gonna freaking score. Like it looked and it looked like they weren't just gonna score that one goal; it was gonna score like two. You know, so yes, we warded off the 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 threats at the end. Because everybody became like a bit more uh, resolute in like defending and 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 holding on and keeping things together, but the fact of the matter is like it just was not the Chelsea game. Like you could tell, like after the match, like Lampard was pissed off. He was angry. Like <laughs> he was angry. We scored. We scored the first goal. Warranted. Yes, we scored from Mason Mount's corner. And um and Thiago Silva smashed in that header, perfect first goal. Now where are we gonna go from here, right? I still don't think Pulisic should be playing on the right side. I think if you want to play Werner into form, you need to play him on the on on the center. You need to play him in the center because right now it's like it's like in the wings, Werner is lost. He can't. He doesn't have the confidence to beat a player one on one. He had like four or five chances to take players on one-on-one, and he lost every single one of them. Not only that, he had four chances he could have buried, two clear two clear opportunities where he could have scored these goals. He did not score. I get it. Tammy didn't play the pass quick enough, and Pulisic kind of held onto the ball a little bit too long. But, bro, you are a lethal striker. You can find that space, and you can score that goal. Um him, him, but wait, before, let me let me. I, I want to interject on here, yeah. right? You're saying he's a lethal striker. Yeah. Werner's not a striker; he's a forward. Yeah, he's a forward, but he's a, he, in the at the end, he's still a, he's still an attacking striker, right? Yeah, but he, but but he doesn't strike me as a striker. He's a forward. Yeah. You know, when we talk about the definition of a forward, I think a lot of people need to understand what that means, mm-hmm. right? A forward is not a person that is out and out striking yeah. or or a guy that is out of out and out a winger. Like if you look at Pulisic, Pulisic is an out and out winger. Yes, he cuts in, but he can also stand by the touchline, throw the balls yeah. in, you know, put a cross into the box, exactly. right? 
what a forward is. A forward is a is a halfy. He's a half version of a of a striker and a half version of a mm-hmm. winger, right? So that is why, for example, Manchester United, we have forwards. We have Rashford is a forward. He's not a striker. Yeah. Martial is a forward. He's not a striker, yeah. right? Greenwood could be the striker, but he plays Greenwood, as a forward, yeah. right? These guys. So when, whenever you talk about Timo, he's not an out-and-out striker. The way I look at him when he strikes the ball, I can't believe I'm defending Chelsea player about this, but like when I look at the way he strikes the ball, he doesn't strike the ball. Like Say, for example, you put the ball on Van Persie's leg, that's getting to the back mm-hmm. of the net. You put the ball on Drogba's leg, he's getting to the back of the net. Old school Fernando Torres, he's getting to the back of the net. Even Fernando Torres, to an extent, um, was a forward and then eventually moved into the striking uh, system. So, uh, you know, this is this is what these are the guys that uh, uh, that, that that that's the thing. I think maybe you're, you're trying to fit a what, fit a square into a round hole or whatever yeah. it is. I don't. Werner is yeah, Werner. Werner is who he is because when I watched when I watched that game, I dude, I I was gonna I was gonna I knew you guys were gonna come up and say, oh, Werner missing chances. He's not confident in this. Like, I knew you guys were going to say that. Bro, Werner worked so freaking hard. It was ridiculous. And um, what he reminded me of was Martial. Martial, the, we could have scored 10 goals against Leeds, right? We could, it could have been 10-4. Yeah. But Martial missed three good chances. And the first thing, I was so frustrated. I'm like, man, I really want this guy to get a goal so people can get off his yeah. back. Because I know how much he gives United that – you know, fair weather fans, fans who don't understand next level of the game and how much a player like that brings to your team would just say, ah, he's missed three chances. How dare he? But he also set up two good chances for teammates to go score. He also set up, he also holds the ball well. He does other little things very well. What Werner gives you guys is he gives you guys so much good work rate, so much good, you know, like, Constant energy driving up and down the field. I know people call him some. Some people like to banter. Like this is the banter age of football. But some people say, "Oh, Werner is um, the uh, 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 freaking uh, German Shane Long." This guy is better than Shane mm-hmm. Long. He puts in the effort. He works hard. He, yeah, he may not finish his dinner like you know. Uh, uh, say somebody like Giroud, or uh, if you have Van Persie on your team, will finish. But he puts in so much effort that. If you take that guy off your team, I can guarantee you, you will see a whole different team that's like, something is missing here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I don't know, man. I watch it. Maybe you guys don't appreciate this kid little, that much, but I, I love Werner, bro, trust man. Trust me. I, I love Werner. I love Werner. I've, I've loved him for a long time, bro. Like, he plays for Germany, right? The, the thing, though, is like, what I mean, maybe I should, maybe I used the wrong choice of words when I said lethal striker. He's a lethal forward, right? This guy, you put the ball mm. in his legs, he's going to score goals, and he's he's proven that at Leipzig for four seasons straight. Over here in Chelsea, he was proving it, but then it was still like, eh, he's missing some chances. But that's not what I'm talking about, right? The thing is, like, yes, you have to bury those chances. Work, his work rate cannot be denied. Like he works, he works his socks off. Right, he's worked his socks off in every single game that Chelsea has played. But the thing, though, is like you could see how much of confidence that he does not have right now. Right, 
and that is that that's also because he's being played in the wrong position, right? Trapping a ball should not be hard. Oh, you're a professional. But when somebody can't trap a ball, you know they're low on confidence. When somebody can't take a ball and run with it, you know that they're low on confidence. You know what I mean? Those little things are the things that I'm looking at. I don't care if you don't mm. score the goal. At the end of the day, he's he's working. I just want little things. Trap the ball, hold the ball, pass the ball. You know what I mean? Just little, little things like that. But you could tell, like, when the ball comes into his leg, he can't trap it. Control, gone. That's not Warner. That's not the that, that that's not the guy who I seen at Leipzig who was ripping shit up. That's not the guy I seen who played for international for Germany and was just killing it with his touches. That's not the guy who I seen at the first at the first part of the season who you put that ball on his leg and his touches are crisp. He's trapping his his crisp. We're going back to the basics now, pretty much. Because it's like that side of him was lost in this game. And it's not even like they were pressing him like heavy, heavy, hard. You know what I mean? Like he had spaces. Mm-hmm. He had spaces. Just trap the ball, pass the ball. Or if you can't, if you can't trap the ball, little touch, uh, a little, a little first touch, quick pass, and and go. You know what I mean? But to see all of this was just like I can tell how much confidence he does not have right now. And basically, even when he went to take that shot, the one that scored the second goal. He scoffed the shot. The shot got scoffed. And that's how Tammy Abraham got himself in that position to score that goal. Because the ball was mm-hmm. not hit at the right pace. So it was it, it was slowly, gingerly moving. And then Tammy just went in and scooped it and did what strikers do. Right? And um mm-hmm. and it's like I, I but the one thing with players, though, you just play them through that uh, nasty patch, depending on the type of player, yeah, right? Like, but that's what that, that's know. what I, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say if you're going to play Timo through a nasty patch, you need to play him in his position. Right now, a lot of players are not like the two main players that they got, which is Havertz and Timo, are not being played at the right position. So right, okay, so. So when you say at the right position, so you're telling you're saying Lampard should take Tammy Abraham off and then play Timo as a striker. Yes, I don't think so. I don't think so because at the end of the day, if you're going to be saying that, look at Tammy scored two goals yeah, for you guys. I know, I know he scored those goals, but those goals were lucky, mind you. It does not matter. It's, it's, like, it's, he's it's a still stri- a goal. It's still a goal. A, that's what I said. You did. You did what a striker would do which is score the goal even if it's lucky no matter what you still need the goals yeah. right you still need the goals to win the mm-hmm. match but what i'm saying is if if timo was there in those positions that would be 10 times better because then you play him out of that position uh play him out of that that uh funk quicker if this was done like maybe two games earlier timo would already be informed you know what I mean? But- no, man. I I don't I don't think that's you guys to accommodate for one player. Man, you're a team. You are working with a team. You're working with eleven men on the pitch just to get one player so he can get back into form. Keep playing him, but it doesn't. It, like at the end of the day, Lampard's get, goal is to get a result. Is to get a yeah. win. Did he get the win? Yes or no? He, he did. Got the win, yeah. With Timo. Timo actually is also when he was with, when he was a Leipzig, 
was also playing as a left forward sometimes because Christian Poulsen played as the out-and-out striker on the team. So this is this is not this is he's not playing him in or out of form or anything. He's actually Lampard is actually doing the right thing because Lampard has two good strikers. Well, I won't say good, but you know at least decent strikers. He has Giroud, who's really good, and then he has uh, Abraham, who's up and coming. He cannot keep Abraham on the bench for that long. This is why I keep telling you, if I'm Abraham, I will start looking to get out of the club because. I can't be sitting on the bench, man. So if you're telling me that Lampard needs to start benching T- Tammy Abraham just so he can play Timo Werner into form, hell no. I don't agree with that. I think Timo Werner is in actually a very good position playing as the left forward, and you've got Tammy Abraham as this out-and-out striker. You've got, on the other side, Pulisic as the winger. So in there, you can say he's out of form, but he will get there. You don't just start, you know, saying, oh, I want to play this one specific kid into the team. You put him in this striking position. He starts missing because he's still, as you said, he's out of confidence. He starts missing opportunities. He starts getting into trouble and he's not finishing his dinner. And then the game is at 0-0, West Ham against West Ham. And you know, the game is a pressure cooker match. If anything happens, uh, David Moyes, Counterattack, boom, go. He's on Lampard is under pressure now. He now needs to take off uh Timo because Timo is playing horribly and bring on Tammy on the pitch or Giroud on the pitch to go, please go get me something. Now, those two are be like, well, Gaffa, you had a striker on the bench. You didn't play an out of nine striker on the bench. Now you're asking me to come save your job. Well, Tammy's gonna work hard, but in his head, he'd be like, hmm, I don't know about this guy. Versus if he has Timo on the left forward side. He's struggling, but instead, Tammy's picking up the scraps and making things happen. You're having team win the game. Lampard just needs to go have a chat with Timo. Man, you're missing chances. What's going on? Oh, I don't know, Gaffa. You know, there's something going on, you know, blah, blah, blah. He tells him whatever the hell is his issue, and he's like, you know what? I'll support you. I'll help you. We're going to keep giving you the minutes, but I need to see something for you because I've got Hakim Ziyech who's coming back, coming out from injury and Hudson Ojo is coming out from injury and I've got to play them sometime, right? So you better get ready, son. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. But at least he would look at you and say, he's giving me the opportunity to keep playing and you're also keeping the other two strikers that are on, on your bench happy. You can't, you can't be benching, you know, these guys because you're going to need them eventually at some point. I don't think Timo playing him as a striker will help you guys any because what's going to end up happening is you would have probably lost this game if he was a striker. He's out of confidence. He's going to miss chances. And then guess what happens to him? He panics. And then when he panics, you guys don't get opportunities. And what happens? Weston comes in. Obona, head, uh, 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 header, boom, goal. Suchek, header, boom, goal. And then, oh, pressure now. Lampard hasn't beat a team that is top 13. You know what I mean? So... I think he did it the right way, man. I think, you know, this also, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to Ole here because this was a thing. I saw this online. When Ole announced his squad, everybody were fuming. I, when I saw the lineup, my heart skipped. I was almost, I was scared, man. I was like, Dan James, Scott McTominay. But I was like, wait a minute. I always do this. And the next minute they win the game. Let me wait and see what they do. Next minute, wait and see what they do. Boom. We won, we won the game. So don't get all... Um, iffy and niffy about you know one player not being informed. It's a team game. It's a team game. But that's 
that's not that's not just the the that's not just one of the issues. Another thing is Kai Havertz, right? Okay. Um, they should have um, what do you call it? If he was going to bring in a mid, should have brought in Kai, right? Should have brought in Kai. Like mm-hmm. if you want to, if you wanted to start playing him through the bad times as well, bring him, bring him in, switch, switch that thing to a four-two-three-one, right? And play Kai in that camp position and see what happens, right? But no, what, what, what for? What formation was it? Weren't you guys playing the four-two-three-one already with Jorginho and Kante? Or was it just Jorginho playing at the base and then Kante as the eight? It was pretty much it was pretty much like that, right? But uh okay. in the same sense, it was also like I think it was also like that's it was transforming, right? And Mount was was majority of the one up there doing that camp position, right? So in time, because the reason why you bought uh Havertz is so Havertz can be that guy to come in for Mount, right? So if you want to play him into form, bring him in, take Mount off, play your 4-2-3-1. But if you keep playing Havertz in the right wing, he's not going to get better. And we're not going to see that play that we need to see until he, until he starts playing in his, in, his, in his preferred position. No matter what, they say people have played, positions or you've played left wing, you play right wing, you've played cam, you play CDM and da 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 da. But honestly, as a player, I know this. People want me to play striker. I want to play CDM, right? Mm-hmm. And striker is different. When I but when in, when I'm playing CDM, you could see there's a whole another level of how I play when I play CDM, right? It's kind of the same thing with Havertz. Yes, he can play he can play an eight he can play uh, the 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 wing position. He can also play a false nine. But the position that he loves playing is the ten. So play him in the ten. That's why you 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 bought him, right? Unless if you're gonna have to find a way to integrate him and make him like that that double eight and how you want to work it. But like he it has to come it has to come and it has to come fast. You know? Okay. So you're saying something here, right? You're saying play Kai as a ten. Yeah. Didn't you guys have Mount? As a That's 10? what I'm saying. So take Mount off, bring Havertz in if you want to play Kai into form. But if you play him right, if you okay. play right, I, I get, I get that, I get that. But yo, you guys, you guys all understand this, man. You are in a pressure cooker of a game. United has just won six two. Liverpool has just won seven yeah. nil. Leicester just beat Tottenham, mm-hmm. right? Lampard doesn't have the leeway to do all these experiment shit. Like he needs the results, yeah. right? And one of the biggest criticisms of Lampard last game was he did not have enough cover in the back when Wolves, he just went gong ho and went yeah. for it. So with Mount on the team, what does Mount give you? I mean, gives you defensive rate work. G- gives you offensive and defensive work rate, yeah. both sides of the pitch. What does Timo Werner give you? He gives you offensive and defensive work rate, yeah. What does Pulisic give you? Uh, offensive and defensive work rate. What does What does Tammy Abraham, even Tammy Abraham? See, look, he is in a pressure cooker of a situation. We are sitting here watching this stuff on TV, and it's easy for us to criticize people. You have examples of coaches, previous coaches. We don't we don't want to name any names who, in situations, not even that pressure making mistakes whatsoever, putting, you know, 
uh, strikers as left backs and, you know, right backs as, you know, right wings, like some crazy, you know, right backs as left wings, something crazy like that. You've had guys who do that. In fact, another example, Pep himself does things like this. Pressure cooker of a game, he starts yapping and changing things up. He doesn't know what he's doing and all of a sudden he loses the game. Sometimes the best way to keep things is to keep it simple and keep it as safe as possible. You need the people who you trust on the pitch. Yeah. You know, this is a big, this is one of, one of the big things of coaching. Mm-hmm. You need guys who you can trust, you know, guys who would do the job that you want out of them. And when you look at Timo, Pulisic, uh, Tommy, and Mount, if they're having a good game, yes, it's a very tight game, but they're having a good game. Why change so much? Maybe Pulisic, I need to manage his minutes. So I take Pulisic yep. out and I put Kai Havertz there. Kyle Havertz will not play, is is not, uh, his maximum potential as a right winger, maybe he's a 7 out of 10, mm-hmm. but he will give me something that I can utilize rather than take off a guy like Mount who's having one of the games of his life and then change him out. You know, we always laugh and we j- make a joke that, you know, Lampard's, um, you know, child is Mason Mount. But the reality is Mason Mount is so good at, and adapting his game to the needs of a manager. He is not skilled. He's not, he doesn't do any fancy tricks. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's quick. He's rapid when he needs to Mm be, um, but he understands positioning, shape, team movement, the little things. And if you start putting Kai there, when you have Mount who can give you so much more, why why take that risk? This is not FIFA, man. We're not playing FIFA. We're no longer just sitting there and like, oh, you know what? I want to play Kai Iverson to form. Or it's not that, bro. You are playing in the Barclays Premier League. The level has gone up. And if you make any little mistake, you will get punished. And Lampard is learning that the hard way this season. He's gotten punished so many times. Look at the three threes. Look at the the you know, the last minute losses, you know, look at the, the, the ugly ties, you know, realizing that, look, man, I've got to be able to, you know, figure it out with this team. And sometimes, sometimes it's not putting those players in positions where I have somebody doing a 10 out of 10 job. Yeah. But Lamps, Lamps should have learned this from last year. Cause they, there were games like this, they, they were comebacks. It was good. But how how would he how would he have learned this last year? He didn't have Kai and he didn't have Timo last year. That's true. That's true. He didn't. So so how would he learn it? I think you know it's crazy, man. It's mad that I'm defending a, a, a Chelsea coach, but I I I think it he he doesn't need to learn anything. He's doing what he needs to do. He is the manager of Chelsea. And as the manager of Chelsea, he made some judgment calls today and he got the result. You guys have not beat a top 13 team this season. Yeah. Except for West Ham. So he did it right, man. Like he doesn't need to cater to anybody. He doesn't need to cater to you. He doesn't need to cater to me. He needs to do whatever he can to get a result. And he needed trusted athletes out on the pitch today. And he got the, he got that. I, I mean, I look at Timo, he missed opportunities. Yes, team was got to re- return the favor at some point. And with Hakim coming back from uh, injury um, and Hassan Odoi coming back from injury, you know, Timo's position is, is on, is on, uh, uh, on shaky grounds, right? Yeah. So if when those options come up, he's going to, he's going to, if, if, if I would be surprised if Lampard doesn't make the decision, if Timo is still struggling then. Yeah. 
right? But then with the guys the bench today too. Yeah, there you go. With the Kai situation, look at Kai. Kai situation, his time will come. He's gonna play, you know, in the in the uh, position he loves to play when the time comes. For now, there's somebody else who's doing a much better job because he understands the needs of his manager much better than any person on that position at the moment. Yeah, you can play him into form. You can get him there. Yeah, absolutely. But you put him in there, he makes a mistake. Next minute, boom, they score 1-1. Everybody will crucify him. First person on the thing that will be screaming Lampard out would be Paul and Yenna. You know, these guys, you know, these are the things that happen when um, you're at this level. Any little mistake is punished. I don't think you guys are, you know, assessing the situation fairly. Um, You know, if I go back and I don't think any person who is a member of their club really assesses any situation fairly. If I go back with Ole, I have done the same thing in the past. I'm like, why is Van der Beek not playing? Blah, 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 blah. Then look, Van der Beek is not playing. We're winning games, right? Right. So it's, it's just the way it is, man. Like it's, you have to look at it. Take yourself out of that situation and then look at it in this, uh, uh, or take yourself out of your own situation and look at it from his own situation. You're having guys playing the light game, games of their lives, like their lives depend on it. They need to get a result today. If they don't get a result, they're out of the title race, they're out of the top four, or it's going to be harder to get into the top four. Lampard may be under the pressure cooker, and then Abramovich might be looking at getting Pochettino signed in. The pressure is high, man. Mm-hmm. So he needs to make a decision. And for me, I think he took the right decision. And you guys, you know, saying he's making mistakes. You can say he's making mistakes, but he got you guys a W. And I think when I watched that game, it looked like everything that Lampard was doing was what contributed to you guys getting the W. In fact, you guys should have gotten more goals, but some of those opportunities weren't taken by a certain person. And now... You guys have gotten a victory still after all those mistakes, after all those missed opportunities. I think you guys got to give him a little bit more credit. Okay. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But, yeah, as long as as long as long we get the result. But I'm just saying, you know, like, as a Chelsea fan, you know, we we know, right? Different. Yeah. But, but I, I, I know. I know. You guys watch your team week in, week out. I know. But this, I, I, I watched you guys last week. Uh, or on the mid on the midweek, and I watch you guys again, and I'm telling you, uh, he actually came up with a proper game plan. He had a lot of energy and good cover in the back, the things you guys have been crying for, um, and then he figured out that the right thing to do was, you know, uh, 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 use en- energy bunnies all over the pitch, and it worked to perfection. It matched with West Ham's energy, um, and the results came. Um, uh, for you guys. Yeah. So I don't see what the complaint is about, but I think you guys, I think Chelsea, you guys need fans need to kind of chill a little bit. Um, but yeah, anyway. I'm, 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 right, I'm just happy we, we finally beat Western. I'm just happy we finally beat them. That's it. You yeah. know, like as long, even, even if we got the lucky goals, I'm still happy that we won, right? It's three points. It's three yeah. points. We live to fight another day and we'll see Arsenal on the, on the, weekend i think so okay speaking of arsenal let's just jump over to arsenal because this one is uh man this is getting bad bro like <laughs> what arteta <laughs> what arteta is doing out in arsenal man like I, I i try not to give these guys a segment in our show but i just 
I cannot help it. It almost discipline. They they don't have discipline. Like is the same thing. Is it not is it not discipline or is it um just I don't think it's discipline. I think they don't they don't they have maybe you can talk about red cards and whatnot, but I think what they don't have is um creativity. I I don't I, you can talk about discipline all you want, but they lack so much creativity. Like you see what these guys are doing and you're just like, you guys are crying out for, we, you know, conductor. Yeah. Um, you know, the Jamaicans almost call them the key, you know, but you, they're crying out for a conductor. But one thing we're forgetting is Partey is injured. And I don't know if I brought it last episode, but I think Partey, Partey is still injured. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they lack a lot of creativity, man. They don't, they just don't have that spark. You know, when you see it on their pitch and you're like, guys, like you're just dying for a guy like Bruno, you mm-hmm. know, you're dying for a guy like Kevin De Bruyne. Um, even Coutinho will help you guys a bit, but they just don't have that. And Arteta, I mean, I, I this Ozil thing may be politi- politics, we don't know, but even he just doesn't have that. Those guys can work hard all they want, but they cannot, they don't seem to be able to create a single thing. They don't seem to create anything um, worth of note. Um, yeah. So, and, and and the thing is, these guys complain about Unai. Maybe that's why I'm also more upset because Unai was my boy. I knew when I used to watch Unai with Valencia, mm-hmm. man, the guy can coach. People can talk whatever the hell they want to talk. Oh, he gave too much information, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But he can freaking coach. He's a good yeah. coach. But you know, they 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 didn't want him because they thought they could be better. And look at I them now. Anyway, be careful what you I think it was all down to like the their board, man. Because they were crying out for Crunky to sell the club or leave, you know. And um But like this is but like Vic, man, should we keep on blaming the board every single time? If the sun doesn't shine, is it the board's fault? Look, I, I mean, get it. I mean, they the, have the, the, that's that's the that's the final. That's where the final decision is made, right? The board, the board's gonna I, look I at it, it and they're gonna be like, "Oh, fire this guy." But then it's like, did the board do anything to help him? Think about it. They didn't, you know. So, but. What would you say they, they they didn't? They got Pepe, Simone yeah. Pepe. They got they got uh, what they call that dude in the party. They got no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying for Ateta. I'm saying. I'm saying for Unai. Oh, for you Unai. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, they, yeah. They, oh, yeah. they they made that final decision and fired him, right? But they really didn't do anything yeah. to help him. You know, they did not do anything to help him. Yeah. The only person who they brought in was was who the, uh, Pepe. Pepe, Pepe was yeah, the only Pepe. person they brought in. The rest, when I had to work yeah. with, uh, with with his youth, right? And then yeah. it's like it's like they don't really like on top of that. It's like, man, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So like, we, they have to blame the board. That's why the, a lot of majority of, of the Arsenal fans were like, Stan Kroenke's got to go. DT was screaming it for years, even even um, even when Arsene Wenger was the was their manager. DT on YouTube was mm. on Arsenal Fan TV was just screaming it. Cronky leave this club, yeah. you know, like like sell the club or something. You know what I mean? Just leave, man. We don't want you because they're not making the right decisions. They first wanted Arsene Wenger to be fired because he was. They were like, oh man, he's a dinosaur and like he hasn't been able to do anything much. But since Arsene left, this man is not seen top four. 
They have no team top yeah. four. And like, it's all, it, you got to blame the board at some point. Three managers came in and a fill in. Arsene Wenger was somewhat a success, but it's like he's, his time pretty much went. So it's like, it's like, who do you blame now? Three managers come in and nothing changes. So please, it's your board, you know? Yeah, well, I get it. I get the board is the is our fault. The recruitment of Arteta, I and get another, that. Another, another thing but too I mean, is is the board is pretty much telling um, Arteta not to play Ozil. There's something there's something about his contract or his or his pay or some whatever is going on, but they're pretty much telling no, him no, not no, to but, play him. But that is uh, not Ozil. That's not, we don't know. We don't know that. That's what. But but. If if obviously if the board doesn't want um, Ozil to play, Arteta is not gonna play him. He's not gonna go against the board and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play this guy," you know what I mean? And then and then go against what the board pretty much wants, right? Yeah, I don't. I, at the end of the day, we don't know. We yeah. don't know. It might have been Arteta saying, "Nah, we're not gonna play him." It might have been the board. I think it is a combination of something. I think the board said, "Hey, look, we're looking at this." And I think Arteta was like, okay, I'll make it, I'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's my only, my only big uh, uh, thing is, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, the, the board and uh, uh, Arteta, I think it's a combo. I don't think it's just one, 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 one group saying, yeah, this is not going to happen. I think they probably consulted with him. And he's like, yeah, I could do without him. He's not putting enough effort in training anyway. So Yeah. You know, that's fine with fine by yeah. me, right? But I think that they need to find a way to get Ozil back. Like at least for three hundred and fifty thousand, look, you can you can set up I've said this before and I'll say it again. You can set up your whole defensive setup, your whole defensive uh, formation, strategy, design, whatever it may be, and be mad at uh, Ozil all you want. But you don't know how to set up a very good offensive strategy. From the way it looks like in the games, they're very good defensively. Now, unfortunately, defensively, they're getting opened up left, right, and center. But at least they used to look decent defensively. Um, Now, they don't look that good defensively. And they're missing opportunities or they don't know how to create opportunities. And this is where you need – because. At the end of the day, as a coach, you can only give so much information. You can give them information upon information upon information. But what it comes down to is if you have a really good midfielder and a really good attacking player, intelligent players, they elevate your game. It's like Oli. Oli can coach the hell out of our guys on what to do. But Bruno is one of those guys who just have that extra level of intelligence that you just tell him what to do a couple of times and you make things out of nothing for you. So... This is where, yeah, maybe he needs. I, I've always said it like you need those. You need those intelligent players where sometimes I don't need to tell you everything, yeah. and that's where Ozo comes in. So anyway, I it's uh, you're, you're you may be right, but I, I said I don't want us to get on that rabbit hole of that because you just don't know if it was actually the board that's causing these problems or if it's uh, Arteta. And now the board also gave Unai Pepe, but it just didn't give him enough time. To utilize yeah, Pepe, right? Yeah. Anyway, but eventually um, we'll probably have like an Arsenal fan in here and get to the depths of it from their from their perspective. No, nah, man, no Arsenal fans <laughs> here, bro. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so the other game, Liverpool smashes Crystal Palace seven nothing. Yeah, man. I just um, I, I was I was I was sleeping. I woke up and and then I went back to sleep and I was thinking when I woke up I was like, man, uh, did I dream Liverpool winning seven zero? As soon as I woke up and I was like, let me check these scores, right? I'm like, that's gotta be a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was dreaming. It, it was seven zero when I woke up. I was like, God damn, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. The the game against um uh that that game I I missed it. So my only biggest dilemma with that game was uh, Manchester United um, with uh, what they call it. Um, uh, geez, uh, I'm saying Manchester United. Sorry, the only dilemma I had was uh, Mohamed Salah. Sorry, Mohamed Salah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. Like, should I captain Mohamed Salah for my fantasy team or should I not? And I had an option between him, Son, and for some reason, I thought Calvert Lewin was going to have a really good game against the mm-hmm. Arsenal. But it turns out that um, he didn't have a really good game. Again. Like, he had an okay game against Arsenal, but he picked, a, picked up a card and he ended up with four points. Son ended up with two mm-hmm. points. And luckily, I captained Mohamed sure Salah and he ended, up, he ended up with 34 points. So I was super happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with those points, but not happy with the results. I was like, what the hell is Crystal Palace doing? Anytime they play against United, they play like, you know, this is the end. This is the end of uh, the world. Yeah. But then they play against um, against uh, uh, Liverpool, and then they just open up and just, yeah, just, you know, let's take all the goals. They look so amateur against um, uh, Crystal Palace. When I watched the, um, the goals conceded, I mean, uh, against Liverpool, when I watched the goals conceded, I was like, what the hell is going on with Crystal Palace? Like, really? But anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's mostly it. The other things we're going to cover, um, other leagues uh, this weekend, um, you know, we've got uh, what they call them, AC Milan. Uh, AC Milan managed uh, 2-1 against Asuolo. Uh, early goal from, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, geez, what's this guy? Uh, layout, yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah, my boy, yeah, and then my boy Theo Hernandez, you know, gave a very beautiful assist uh, on the second goal, as always. You know, Theo doing the business, um, and then the other game that I kind of caught on was um, uh, a little bit of Lazio against um, Napoli, but man, Napoli are under injuries, man. Injuries, 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 injuries. They're in a lot of pain right now. Um, they lost with, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Dries Mertens. I mean, sorry, not Dries Mertens. Dries Mertens was injured. Victor Seaman is injured. And then what's his face? Uh, Herbert Lozano got away, uh, got off injured too mm-hmm. as well. So that Napoli team, I love watching them, but man, they got they're just they're just plagued with injuries. And I think there's another person that got injured. I don't know if Kulubali was injured. I don't I can't remember if I saw him that game. I was kind of doing the dishes while like watching the game. Um and then Inter took care of business against Spezia. Um so now we have AC Milan at 31 points, Inter at 30 points, and Juventus at 27 oh. points. So the way things are looking like, man. I hate to say it, but Juventus are sneaking in there, man. They're hanging in there. This is the thing. We said it with um, yeah. England. Hang 
we hang close to the top guy. If you can hang close to the top guy, you have a better opportunity to overtake them. Like, I don't think any person is going to overtake Liverpool. I think Liverpool's had to have this leg in the bag. They're doing this with yeah. injuries. Van Dijk is injured. And then did you guys just see his recent training? He's coming back again. Like a month, so, Jesus. Like, it's just crazy, yeah. right? So, you guys, we, we had an opportunity to run and beat Liverpool, and now we're just going to let them, you know, walk over a bunch of yeah. teams, right? So... Um, but anyway, the the league is looking very open, um, and uh, uh, looking very open for Serie A. Uh, what I meant, not not Premier League. So we'll see. I think Juventus will sneak in there at the end of the season, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, Italian league is. It's, Sorry, right? continue, continue. Yeah, the Italian league is pretty fun. So much fun, but uh, it was a good run AC Milan. I hope they can continue, but I just. I don't know, man. Inter and Juve there is uh, is interesting. And now, uh, after criticizing Conte throughout the season, Conte now without the without the issues of UEFA Champions League, he now just needs to mm-hmm. focus on you know the Serie A now and just watch what he does with the Serie yeah. A, right? So, anywho, you uh, any updates from Bundesliga? Oh, man. Bundesliga was hot this week. It was oh my god. Uh, Leipzig yeah. tied. Um, <laughs> Dortmund lost. Um, yeah, Again? Dortmund lost to Union Berlin, bro. Oh yeah, I I saw the updates on my phone. They were yeah. losing. How did that Sancho play? Ah, uh, just just dreadful. <laughs> 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 I guess we're getting our COVID discount, uh, eh? I don't know, man. We'll see. Are you guys going for him in January? So, because if you give it, uh, I don't think we're going. I, I don't think we're going for any right wingers, to be honest. I think we're going to go for Grealish. Jaden Jaden's got to start like getting himself back into gear, man, because he's just lost right now. Like, finish the ball, bro. Just finish it, like, bro. You've been doing this last season, man. Just, but whatever. Uh, Dortmund lost to Union Berlin. Um, we got to see Yusufa Mokoko score his first goal, the 16-year-old, the youngest player in the Bundesliga ever to score in uh, the Bundesliga, um, which was good, but then it was now covered by the loss of Union Berlin, right? Hoffenheim beat Mönchengladbach 2-1. Um Freaking Bayer Leverkusen and and uh, and Bayern Munich were actually the two top in the in the in yeah. the league, and they both played it out last weekend. And they um, Leverkusen was winning, and Bayern came back and won two one, right? Um, mm-hmm. These guys, they're just it was crazy. And and one, another news that came out was like pretty much Leroy Sané got subbed off. I think it was like the the like 20 36th minute after coming out for like Bayern Ooh. but it, 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 Hansi Flick wanted to make wanted to make a point they, and he was like bro you're not working hard enough man like you have the talent in all the world you got you got it right so now is this, is this going to pose the same question in him in, in Bayern that in City he wasn't working hard enough that's why Pep wasn't playing him right and Hansi, Hansi mm-hmm. is another manager that doesn't take shit. Like, you're, you're messing around. Bro, there's like seven, eight dudes that can take your position here, you know? Like, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't give a damn. Like, he just wants people to come out there, put in their input and, and work. He took him off for the 36th minute, bro. 
And it was just like it was like a slap in the face. I hope Leroy Sané wakes up because I like him as a player. But if he's gonna do things like that, like I I seen this decline from him since the Germany Spain game. In the Germany Spain game, he stopped running, bro. He he literally stopped running. Mm-hmm. And I was I was I was like, why why is Yoki Low not taking this guy out? He should have taken him out long time ago. He's not even engaged in the game. He's not running, <laughs> like. You just out here yeah. walking, bro. Like, yeah. what are you doing? So, um, I think I think Hansi wanted to send a send a message to him, like, bro, you gotta work, you gotta work if you want to play in this team. Robert Lewandowski, of course, two goals, save their buddies, save their butts in the in the ninety third minute, and what a game it was, man. They were just, <laughs> my goodness, Leverkusen yeah. could have won this. Bayern also married it for the points at the end of the day, right? But like, yeah. what a game! What a game! The game was it was was on point. We got to see um, yeah. what's his name, uh, Mister, 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 Mister. You know who I'm about to say, yeah? Yeah, Mister Alfonso Davis. Alfonso came back like a a, a, a few day a few games ago. Actually, I mean, he's been he's been putting some good yeah. some good performances. So I just hope that he continues with that and uh, does what he needs to do and just constantly keep staying in the team and don't get injured again, Alfonso. Canada needs you, bro. <laughs> pretty sure. I'm pretty sure <laughs> we're gonna have to start qualifying for the for the World Cup. Yeah, isn't that coming up shortly? Uh, uh maybe next next year, but yeah. I'm not sure. I don't I don't follow any of that stuff until. You know, it gets closer to the yeah. end, right? Where we are so. like twenty, where we're gonna be in twenty twenty one in like what less than less than two weeks, and then as soon as we're in twenty twenty one, then twenty twenty two is the World Cup, and then the qualifications start right away. I think so. Our funds yeah. get ready, bro. We need you, bro. We need you. Bring Canada to that. We are actually producing a lot of good players here. Actually, Jonathan David, Fonzie Davis, um. What's his name? There's a few more others, but they they are playing with the MLS. I hope they can start getting uh, places to like Europe. Europe. There's, yeah, like we are primed to qualify, but we just don't have. We never have had really good coaching, and maybe with John Herdman, we'll we'll be able to figure that out. But anyway, that is for another day. We are out of time. Um, and uh, you know, we want to keep today's podcast a little bit to the point. But, um, you know, maybe in the future we'll uh, cover a little bit of some Canada yes. football. But that's it, man. Um, I guess I don't know this week if we're going to be doing a show just because, you know, it's Christmas um, and a week uh, before Christmas. So I think we'll take a break. And plus, I don't want to, you know, cover the Carabao Cup. You know, screw the Carabao Isn't Cup. Um, Isn't Boxing Day, Boxing Day is coming yeah. up, Yeah. Boxing Day is coming up. The Boxing Day games. Yeah, no, but on the yeah on, on the weekend we will have there should be games this weekend, but I don't think there's any games in midweek except for Carabao Cup. Oh, okay, so, okay. you guys, yeah. who are you guys playing? Everton. Yeah, yeah, Everton that should be a good game. Yeah, it should be fun. But I, I just hope Ole just rests everybody, plays like people who have not seen the light of day. Um, but anyway, I mean, hopefully he doesn't try to win this thing. I mean, if he tries to win it, good, but hopefully he doesn't put too much energy on it. Um, 
and just plays the bench, right? So, but anyway, the I don't we don't want to cover those games because screw the Carabao Cup right now. Maybe the finals will and cover. I, it. Another thing too but, is like, man, did you see Atletico this week? Nah, man, we're out of time. We yeah. gotta go. Uh, no, no La Liga coverage. Um, your boy, your boy <laughs> Joe Felix, man. I know. I know he's the he's the prodigy, he's the savior, but no La Liga. Forget La Liga. He should come to the Premier League, then we'll cover him. Uh-huh. But in the meantime, anyway. I wonder where he huh? would end up going in the Prem. No, he would cost too much money. But anyway, that's mostly that. Um, thanks, bro, for joining the yes. show today. And uh, you know, we're gonna do it next time. We'll, next show will be probably next week after the uh weekend uh, yeah. Premier League games. All right. Okay. Take All care, right. my man. Don't, don't forget to follow us at Twitter at Podcast CBF. Nah, uh, okay. Just I, don't follow us, but at least like the show and subscribe to the show <laughs> if you can. <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye.